When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers from Demon Slayer. Please beware. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today, I have a special and new guest. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, this is Harshal. Uh, I I know Varun since I guess two years now. We met in MSBA class, and uh, I still remember that day when Professor asked us asked uh, everyone to introduce. And Varun is like, I am the guy who has more than three thousand mangas. I'm like, yeah, I need to go and talk to this guy. <laughs> but yeah, so we studied together. Right now, I'm I work as a AI consultant, and just like every other guy, I'm very much into anime i mean we, we always love fellow anime lovers here and uh harshal you're a big fan of demon slayer yes so since you're a new guest on the podcast i want you to talk about how you got into demon slayer sure uh so back in 2019 uh i started up with new age animes after finishing naruto and uh, catching up with one piece i wanted to know what is the new age anime is doing so i already had seen my hero academia and uh, while I was researching about new age anime, Demon Slayer was one thing which is popping up again and again, and that's how I'm like, okay, let let me give it a try. And the first episode itself was so intense, and it, I mean, it was enough to sell me on it. So that's how I got into Demon Slayer. Mm, awesome, yeah. That first episode is like super emotional. Like, it's hard to find an anime that really kind of grips you right away on like just an emotional core like that especially with that sibling bond that uh, Nezuko and Tanjiro have that has continued to persist throughout this anime and I think we see that to continue even to this current amazing season Swordsmith Village arc um, and we're on episode three so today we're going to be kind of going into that and uh, we actually just watched the episode together, Harshal and I. And uh, Harshal, you looked like just super ecstatic, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, the scene where the upper rank just walks into the room, that was so unexpected. Like, you wouldn't expect a Hashira and Tanjiro being in, in one room, just talking around and suddenly a upper rank entering. That, that scene is... is I mean, I, I'm trying to find right word for it, but it's so un- unexpected. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a recipe. For, it's a one recipe which I mean caught my eye. And at that moment, I was like, yeah, I, I, all my focus was on that scene. Yep. It, it, it. I mean, that scene is just amazing. I, that that one scene just I think so would be the highlight of this season for me. Mm. Yeah, I knew you, you were hooked when I was like trying to say something about Hatengu's voice actor. You're like, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. I'm too into the scene. Yeah, I mean, imagine having such strong presence in one room and then, like, I ha- ha- never has, have, have never seen the Hashi- 
I, I forgot his name. Um, the mist, uh, mist breathing. Ah, uh, Tokito. Tokito. Yeah, I, I never had seen uh, his actual technique and that movement when he enters and he just throws away uh, the uh, his uh, katana cover and just gets into action while Tanjiro is just calculating things and I'm like, why didn't I smell him? Why? What was? If I didn't sm- smell him, that means he's an upper rank. He's still calculating, and by that time, Hashira already had threw his katana cover and already was fled into action. So, yeah, I mean, those just just those cu- couple of seconds were enough. Like best highlight of the episode for me. Mm, yeah, it creates this ambience in the scene, and I think it helps emphasize the experience gap between, uh, say, Tanjiro and Tokito that. Tokito is just ready to go, and we we see obviously that he was pretty powerful before. He took down the Yorichi Type Zero, the puppet, very easily in Episode Two. Yep. But now we're really seeing him kind of at full force here, kind of going all out. And I think that what's really interesting about this specific conflict that we're seeing between uh, uh, Tokito and the uh, Kizuki Hatengu is uh, that. Hatengu at first seems like he just takes the hit. Like, he's just, like, maybe just finished right there. And we learn that, like, Hatengu is multiple demons of some sort. And they all seem to have their own, like, unique abilities and personalities. Kind of like it's... He's multiple personalities in one of some sort. Yep. Uh, to be very honest, this it reminded me, uh... Like, as soon as the first split happened, it reminded me of, um... My, uh, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, the alchemist, those, those lust, greed, and those, those kind of feelings. It, it's exactly opposite of those feelings is joy, anger, and, uh, what else? So I, I feel like the, that, that parallelism, my brain suddenly drove that parallelism of lust, greed with anger, joy, and then sadness. At the same time, each one had their own element, like, wind electricity sonic so i think so that's what um we would be looking forward to like how many elements can he split into and will there be clashes amongst these elements when they they try to multiply more i'm glad you brought up that point about like the anger and sadness aspects to these because that's actually really what's going on here so if you translate the names of all the demons as they pop out like sekido means Anger, literally in Japanese. Karaku is relaxed. Uh, Aizetsu, sorrow. They're all representing these different like emotions, kind of very much in the kind of the same way the seven deadly sins yes. are representative in Full Metal Alchemist through like the homunculi. So yeah, it's a it's a very uh, interesting uh, choice here, and it's it's cool to see kind of the multiple demons being represented as one Kizuki thing that was already in Entertainment District as we had uh, Daki and Gyutaro. But now we have that on even greater scale, and it seems like it's going to be a big challenge for uh, Tanjiro and everyone to really handle. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Tanjiro was trying to calculate, okay, when when he got split, what was the part what got regenerated and everything. So that's why I wanted to see that scene again. So as soon as we finished the episode, uh, just to give others context, I went back to the same scene where, uh, where that Hashira went into action. And from there, I was looking at the part when he first split the ha- head and Things like that. So definitely the demon wanted to get split. But question is, why can't he just split on its own? Why did he had to create that kind of uh, environment when he had to get sliced? So two things I'm looking forward to is first thing, 
it it would be a really interesting backstory like every other demon which tanjiro defeats has a backstory so i'm really looking forward to the backstory at the same time i like how tanjiro is always calculating things and always leading back to his past learnings it's 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 a great character in general yep mm, definitely and like he wants to relate to everyone he interacts with whether they're bad or good and we see that even some smaller moments in this episode too i want to highlight uh Genya, who is, I think, one of my favorite characters, because I love the idea of a guy with a gun coming to a sword fight. <laughs> true, true, true. I mean, that scene was so good. And again, even in that scene, Tanjiro is like, oh, that smells like a Nichen sword, but it's actually a gun. So again, it, it, it's, it's going to be fun to see the weapons evolving um, as the fights evolve, but Yeah, Genya is a great character, but it seems like he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, he uh, took quite a hit there. And there seems to be a lot of mysteries around him too. Like, there's that tooth that Tanjiro found. What's up oh, with that? Oh, yeah, that's that's actually interesting. Maybe he's like a modified version of. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm trying to dra- draw a parallelism with one another anime which I saw. But yeah, I think so. It's. It's something to look forward to. Yep. Yeah, and we also had these delusions in a few earlier episodes too about his potential connection to uh, Sanami, one of the other Hashira. He uh, references a brother in this episode, so it'll be interesting to see maybe that explored more as well. Oh yeah, I remember. We had, so when he goes to pick up his sword, yep, I I, I just re- recall that scene. Yep, that would be. Yeah, that that's interesting. I when I was I was so involved in the fight, I completely uh, missed that scene. Funny that you bring it up. Now I'm quite intrigued by that thought. Yep, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you remember this from the Mugen Train movie, but they show that uh, uh, Genya was training under uh, one of the other Hashira Gyome. So it's it's curious. Uh, maybe there's some greater connection there as well. Huh. Um. I'm I'm trying to remember this scene. I think so. reason is after seeing genya hit uh, so when uh, tanjiro visits the headquarters for the first time mm. uh, that scene made me think of genya as a side character and i never uh, never actually uh, gave him that much uh, i would say bandwidth but now that you bring it up i i will be going back and watching all the genya scenes just to make that connection but that's a very good point yeah Yeah, I think uh, having gone through the series several times at this point, it's interesting for me watching uh, the anime now because see all these little seedlings that were planted very early on, and uh, it, it's really cool seeing like everything connect together in a way that uh, I, I didn't notice before. But it's also really enjoyable seeing like your experience as a first time watcher and a non manga reader, like just seeing like you're so excited for everything. I mean that's one I would that that's one very good justification of not reading manga for me is because when those scenes happen I am on my toes I mean Demon Slayer has such strong scenes throughout the anime and even in the movie that it's one of those things I think so I I I'm actually now that you bring it up I I'm interested to see how does manga make that scene come alive is it is it as powerful as how anime made that scene come alive because it's it's a very intense scene as as you see the the, the scene which we are talk, talking about today when uh, uh, the 
Hashira and Tanjiro is in the same room. So I'm I'm interested. So uh, since you have read the manga, what difference? Like, how, what is the difference? Is manga able to create the same emotion for you? It's a certain extent. It's I think it's very tough in Demon Slayer's case for the manga and the anime to really match each other at the same time because I feel the anime has taken a lot of effort to adapt the series into something that better fits animation. Um, but as a comic, I think Demon Slayer evokes emotion in how like it's paneling the scene. So, for instance, I'm actually looking at the chapter right now on my phone, on the Shonen Jump app, and like I'm at the page where Hatengu crawls into the room that Tokito and Tanjiro is, and it's done in a really nice way where like Hatengu is like heavily focused on the front page here where he's in big, you have a really big sound effect there, and then a reaction of Tokito and Danjiro underneath. And imagine that you're reading this on your phone or physically, and you turn to that page and you're saying, oh my god, there's just a Izuki here, just suddenly. It has that like similar shock factor. I think where the anime really kind of excels, though, is the fact that it has animation and it's able to do these really crazy well-animated scenes. I mean, Yufa Table is one of the best anime studios on the game, and they've time and time again one-upped themselves on Demon Slayer. And I think the, especially in this episode, the one that really stuck out to me, the scene, was when uh, the bird version of Hatengu, Urugi, uh, sends Tanjiro up into the sky, and Tanjiro's, like, cut off the foot to, like, get flying back down. And it's like, man, I, I remember that scene in the manga, but... In the anime, it feels so much more alive in a way that, like, I just didn't imagine before. And it's like, it's so cool to see that. Also, one more aspect which I think so anime, like, anime adds on is the music. So, that movement when uh, Tanjiro and Nezuku are just playing around while Hashira is in the room with that, uh, that slow, medulous music happening. So... It makes you feel comfortable at that moment. So you are like, oh, it's just a cute scene happening. Let's see where it goes and how they go out and find that swordsmith. And suddenly the music changes. Like, oh, someone is here. And that music changes. Similarly, um, when Tanjiro falls down with the leg and it's uh, the claw still attached to his leg. It's when he looks towards his leg and he sees the person or the demon loading up his uh, sonic sonic attack that sound effects is what i think so is really capturing and i'm i'm still trying to understand how would a manga recreate that kind of sound effects because that cute happening uh, in manga the way they do it is by making the drawings much more simpler and not um like detailed version they try to make it more cute and the simpler drawings and then when the serious scene happens the suddenly the drawings are much more detailed. That's one way to do it, but the music really adds added a lot to this scene. So I think so. it's one of the very good examples where anime has overtaken the manga part. Mm, yeah, I think in, in that regard, I would definitely agree with you. I think like the only part where I feel the anime struggles at times is like the pacing in some of the more lighter episodes. But I feel that's only really been an issue in season one after like the whole spider incident when they went to Spider Mountain and they're in the manor for like five episodes. But uh season two, for instance, though, that was high octane fight after high octane fight. And it never really felt like it was dragging. Exactly. And also, again, those the studio is doing a great job. I mean, Mugen Train, the animations were next level. 
the last fight was so intense that even while i'm talking to you about that scene it's still giving me goosebumps so yeah the animation for demon slayer the team really deserves a award for the animation they have done this yeah it's wild to think like that that was one of the best selling movies of all time in japan and then they came back for entertainment district and we had uzui versus kiyotaro which is insane on a whole nother level probably one of the best animated fights of like of the year at the time and it arguably like upped any of the fights in mugen train even so it's i'm really curious to see as we're kind of getting into the main meat of the fights here how like maybe we're going to see even something more ambitious that's true and uh the one more reason i think so um the entertainment district fight was was more capturing than uh, the mugen train fight scene is because you see the trio evolving so initially they they were fighting they were still good but i feel like the coordination among them is increasing after every arc and that's something i'm looking forward to as how the trio coordinate with each other and uh, moving forward probably like the coordination is making the fight much much more fun how they they, they all three of them are poles apart when it comes to um their nature and the way they fight and the their even motives everyone has a different motive uh when it comes to fight but when they co- the coordination the way the coordination is evolving through their fights and through their arcs is something i'm looking forward to i think speaking on that point too how do you feel about Zenitsu and Inosuke being largely absent from this arc so far. Oh yeah, he I feel like at the end of the season they they, they they'll show that uh, he might be training somewhere. Oh no, I remember he he went on to some uh, they sent him some some far land away where it was super cold. Was they showed a very in the first episode they show a very small scene where he's some of land far far away. So yeah, I'm 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 actually curious. This is what I like about you, Varun. You you bring up those small scenes which I completely ignore because I'm I'm so encapped encaptured in the main story or the main fight going on the episode that these things I just they just flew past me. So when you bring it up, I'm like, yeah, why didn't I think about it when that scene appeared? <laughs> and it's it's lots of practice and having to talk about Demon Slayer for over a hundred episodes now. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can completely see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to get that develop that eye for those scenes moving forward. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean I'm I'm just really excited to see how you feel about uh, the upcoming content because I love it. Uh, one of our other regular co-hosts thinks that this is the best arc in Demon Slayer, even better than Entertainment District, even better than the final arc, which has some insane fights. So I would agree with him because. Episode three and things have already got super intense. Like, man, episode. I w- I was I today t- tonight when we started that episode. I I expected it to be just another episode. And when even the demon in the pot, I, I forgot his name again. But when when he appeared, I'm like, what? They already found this place. That's I mean, they are they they are not dabbing around. They are directly um, getting to it. And it's it's very unlike the. the previous generation uh, animes like one piece and naruto where they spend a lot of time setting up the scene and showing up other aspects and here they they directly cutting to the point so i wonder if it's it's just uh, the new age 
format or are 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 writers or the animators adapting to the newer generation audience where the patience is less but i'm not complaining here i'm i'm just enjoying this <laughs> i think you're bringing up a good point though where like yeah naruto and one piece spent a very long time kind of building up these conflicts where like we have stories like demon slayer which even though being one of the best-selling manga of all time now is comparatively short to a lot of those other bestsellers like it ran for 23 volumes like about five years or so and it's like it has this kind of like fight after fight mentality like it's there's not a lulling point and yeah we see that with my hero too my hero's on its final arc it's also comparatively a lot shorter than naruto and one piece yeah yeah, it, yeah it's 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 something I, I i'm recognizing that earlier when when i used to start an anime it it, it was a long-term commitment where where you, you spent spent enough time to know each and every character and when when there's a fight going on they make connections to i don't know long back and they bring that back connections and it's it's basically it's mcu but on a next level where they connect long 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 back histories together and that makes me it it, it gave me a different feeling which i enjoyed and it's that's at one place and this where and if if think of it in this way if i Five years later, when the entire um, Demon Slayer is over, I don't know when it's getting over. Just giving giving a random arbitrary number of five. When I and when I watch this again, season two gets over. Three three uh, episode later, the next arc's main fight scene has already began. I wouldn't expect this in any anime which came in in the era of Naruto or One Piece. So I I, I definitely see a changing wave here. But let's see if it's common across all animes. Mm, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of uh, big Shonen Jump anime coming out soon. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you watched it yet, but there's a anime called Mashal that is uh, really popular. Uh, it's basically uh, Harry Potter meets One Punch Man. Oh, that's that's nice combination. That's that's something I would definitely look forward to. I, 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 I'm thinking of adding to watch. Is it on Crunchyroll as well? Yes, it's on Crunchyroll. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, we mentioned One Piece briefly, and I wanted to bring this up because it constantly shocks me. And it's the fact that the voice of the main body of Hatengu uh, is Toshio Furukawa. And guess who he voices in One Piece? I mean, I I want to act like I'm guessing, but I already know the answer because you gave me the answer while the episode was going on. It's Ace. Yes. Could you imagine that being Ace? No, not at all. I mean... Ace is 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 a one strong dynamic character in One Piece where where he's shown as a responsible older brother, and then on the other side there's the Steven who's old walking into the. I, I mean yeah, it's it's completely apart. I mean that artist. I mean if you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have never made that connection. But I think so. He, he's his modulating is the voice in a very different manner because I think so. He's reflecting the character very well. Mm. I definitely agree. And uh, I think part of it, I think, comes down to, like, Furukawa is a very veteran actor in anime. He's been doing it since, I think, like, the 80s at this point. It's been a really long time. In fact, uh, my sibling, uh, Lamramayasha, they interviewed um, Toshio Furukawa at uh, Otakan last year. Um, and, yeah, he's he's an insane talent. Um, so I, I, w- I was really surprised that they got him for this role. But also... He has the acting chops to do anything, so I'm, I'm not surprised that he's nailing it here. 
And even for the other versions of Hatengu, those different personalities, they got like an all-star cast here. They got a Umehara Yuichiro, who's weather reporting JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Ishikawa Kaito, who's Genos in One Punch Man, uh, Takeuchi Shunsuke, Zack, and uh, the Brawler from Astro Lost in Space and Akudama Drive, respectively, Saito Soma from uh, Moriarty the Patriot as Moriarty. It's all these like really talented actors, and they're all just for this one demon. Wow, that they went all out in every aspect, not just animation. I think so when it comes to De- Demon Slayer, and I think so it's 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 a changing tide where where I always like to compare uh, everything back to the place where it's all started. Not all started, but for where all it all started for me with Naruto and One Piece, where these these side characters or one arc characters weren't given as much importance but now this new age animes they are going all out and it's really making an impact because you see the difference of quality of anime immediately and the and it makes me so involved in that movement that yeah i i i can't even i I don't think so i even blink when these things are this anime is going on so i'm completely enjoying this new wave yeah i think rewinding a bit in the episode too um, some of the really hilarious scenes in the episode happened when uh, Haganeska appeared and uh, he took the sword that they found in the Uruchi Type 0 away. Yep, yep, yep. And I like the way he worded the things and then Tanjiro's like, no, it's not for you, it's not for you. It, it was hilarious and it, 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 it also shows his dedication towards Tanjiro where he is like, yeah, let me take care of it. I'll... I'll even though, as, as Tanjiro mentioned it, it's one of the very difficult tasks where where a swordsmith even might die while resharpening it. So I think this 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 underdog swordsmith with Tanjiro, they're, they're trying to make a very strong connection. And one very good thing which I which I think is he's working alone in some corner in the village, uh, out of the village, which 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 is a good thing because this village is going to be destroyed at this point. <laughs> Looking at the entertainment art, I I don't think so. Any building is gonna survive after that fight. Uh, already the the wind uh, wind part has already destroyed one block of the building. So I'm I'm really glad he's outside of the village right now. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, totally. I think uh, one scene I really loved there was the part where uh, Hagai Nezuka hands the sword to Tanjiro because in the manga he suddenly appears from the forest and then they just switch to the next scene. They don't show him actually give him the sword. And I think like there's, it's a small moment, but it shows that connection that he has with Tanjiro that even though he always has this person out of, Oh, I'm going to murder you because you broke my sword. He respects Tanjiro as a swordsman. He wants to create a sword that is worthy of him and worthy of his craftsmanship. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does with that sword that was from the Yorichi Type-0, because I think uh, there could be some masterful work there. Yes, and also one one very important thing, which is, is also a great motivator for him, is he doesn't want Tanjiro to die. He's like, the reason why he was training so hard and he, he comes out in such a jacked up form is, is he wanted to train so that Tanjiro doesn't die in a fight because he, he knows Tanjiro believed in him in him and he'll do anything for Tanjiro which which builds a very strong connection and that's why the next sword which is going to come in is going to be a real dramatic one and I hope it comes in between the fight somehow he appears middle of nowhere uh, and then the, yeah I'm, I'm looking it, it's, it's going to be one dramatic scene I'm, I want to know how that happens 
Yeah, no, I think uh, we're at the beginning of a bigger storm here, and uh, it's going to be really hyped. Um, is there anything else uh, you want to say about the episode before we kind of wrap things up here? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. One more thing which which comes out of this episode is uh, which ties back to the second episode is the robot which is um, I think so built after uh, Tanjiro's grandfather. Oh, the Orichi uh, Type Zero. Yeah, the, I'm sorry, the Type Zero. One very interesting thing which I I see is. Why does that robot has the same earrings? Hmm, that's a good point. I wonder why. <laughs> why would someone go into detail enough to have the same earrings as them? So, it is it it's just so that audience clearly understand that he 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 is connected to Tanjiro, or I mean that's one one something to look forward to. I mean you have already read manga, so I can see in your smile you already know it and you think eh, it's it's just a foolish connection. But in my head I'm like, okay, those earrings those earrings had captured my eye since season one and I knew that they are significant because they had such such a long screen time. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about seeing the entire family tree of Tanjiro when the backstory of Tanjiro appears. I'm gonna keep silent on this but I will say, partially, you have a masterful eye for detail. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, season three and uh, thank you for having on my show. I'm, I never thought it would be so fun to talk about episode and I look forward to coming back. Yeah, no, we, we definitely have to have you back on here. Uh, it's really great to, not only having someone who I consider an amazing friend, but also someone who's an anime-only watcher for Demon Slayer. Because I feel so many people we have on now have read the manga or kind of have been spoiled on what happens. So having someone that's like actually blindly going in and can like really get passionately excited for the anime is like just so cool to see. Yeah, I think so. That's that's one of those uh, twin edge sword it's it's a good thing and a bad thing it's it's good because i get to enjoy it it's bad because i'm behind everyone else and most of the spoilers come on on my instagram feed so like that's one of the biggest drawbacks when it comes to not reading manga but at the same time i enjoy that surprise element when that animation animation comes alive so you have to live with it (laughs) what's your tip for anime only listeners out there that want to avoid demon slayer spoilers yeah, so I use the not interested feature on Instagram so much that now I have stopped getting all the anime reels and all the anime recommendations. So make sure whenever you see a popping pop up of any anime, uh, like not the reels which are just fun, but one which which have like story into it or they're trying to speculate things or people who reading manga are trying to spoil. You just keep on saying not interested. It started all with uh, the. Gear 5 of... Uh, oh, One Piece. One Piece. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, they already released it. And it's... I I knew it uh, back in when, when I was in Minnesota. It's not going to come up anytime soon. So at that time, I realized, okay, I need to stop following a lot of anime uh, channels which do give out this information. So I stopped following them. But yeah, just try to keep these things off your Instagram. You have to proactively do it. Uh, because the recommender system isn't your friend here. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Like, uh, even for like, uh, say, manga spoilers, because a lot of manga get leaked, especially uh, Shonen Jump. I've had to like slowly weed out who I follow and like the types of content I follow. Just like, don't see it if I don't want to. Yeah, you have to be very deliberate because 
your feed is not in your control anymore it's it's all recommended engine so you have to take control by just unfollowing or just explicitly saying that you are not interested in it yeah mm, definitely but yeah i mean i guess let's wrap up here um so harshal is there anything that you want to plug whether it's your social media any projects you've done um this is something i don't have anything at this point but probably next next episode i'll have something for you guys yep yeah. oh you're keeping us uh, waiting here yep 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 okay uh, well we are waiting with excited ears but yeah i mean definitely uh keep in touch with harshal when he's on the next episode go check out his stuff he's he's amazing yeah i i will uh i'll i'll get some more info for you all guys next episode this was this was a last minute i i thought uh i i have been friend with varun for such a long time i always wanted to experience his podcast but yeah next time i'll have something for you guys mm, okay as for myself you can find me on twitter at vlordgtz and i write various things for mangamavericks.com as well as tanamifaithful.com when i have time uh, one of the recent things on the manga mavericks website is my review of makoto shinkai's suzume which is an amazing film i think harshal can agree on that yeah i mean he he has a record of getting me on the verge of crying every time his every movie i'm a guy who who has to deliberately make myself cry when i really want to cry but th- that movie is just every time makes me cry it's it's just amazing so yeah definitely watch suzume if you haven't watched it um if if your name is something you love this is you're going this you're definitely going to love this a lot mm definitely yeah and besides my writing i do a bunch of podcasts besides this one which we've ended up jokingly calling the v lord podcast universe because like i do most of the editing on them and those include the dumb weebs podcast saturday night shoggy which is shogaku kan focused and overso shaman king podcast which is about shaman king Yeah so yeah just uh go check those out but as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned you can find that on Twitter at Dslayer podcast on Facebook at facebook.com/demonslayerpodcast and on the Tsunami Faithful website at tsunamifaithful.com/demonslayerpodcast and we're on every podcast streaming platform out there at this point we're on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podbay you name it we're there So just go look at our episodes, uh give us a rating or review if you feel like it. And yeah, just uh enjoy our content. And if you want to support us in any way, we now have a Patreon for both Demon Slayer and all our other podcasts. That's on Patreon at patreon.com/demonslayerpodcastuniverse where you can get early access to episodes and exclusive content such as outtakes or us live reacting to certain episodes. like episode 2 of Sword Smith Village Arc. So yeah, just go over there to the Patreon if you want that content. But that does it for this episode. So we will see you guys later. <laughs>